Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, first pick I got, Mike. WGR Sports Radio 550. Okay, we got Norbert. You guys can have the other guy. Oh, man. We're stuck with the new guy. Sports Talk Saturday. Honey, you play center, right? And you, what, what's your name again? Josh Allen. All right, Tim. I want you to play line, all right? I'm a pretty good quarterback, though. Yeah, maybe next down, okay? All right? Okay, want to talk to Nate Geary? Southern Cool, Cheryl. Josh Allen. Firing deep down near the end zone, looking for Diggs. He's got it. Touchdown. Touchdown, Buffalo. There's Stephon Diggs, a 35-yard hookup with Josh Allen. Touchdown, Bill. You on our team? Woo! We can win it all. (laughs) Sooner or later. Sooner or later. Break the ice with someone nice. It'll make you feel dynamite. Sports Talk Saturday on WGR Sports Radio 550. Welcome back, everybody, to our special playoff edition of Sports Talk Saturday. It's brought to you by Tops Friendly Markets. Best game day deals in town by Taco Bell. Get your cravings under control with nacho fries at participating Taco Bell locations and by Catalyst Fitness. Activate your life. All bills. All day, WGR Sports Radio 550 and all Wester Hotline action today as I go back for our noon hour interview with ESPN's Marcel Louis-Jacques, who now joins me live on the Wester Hotline. Marcel, uh, first and foremost, I did the thing yesterday. Fi- I finally had the tacos. I know you know. Oh, yeah. I know you know, but I just, you know, I wanted the folks to... Listen, as much as people are following you and me or listening to the show to hear us talk about this game, I think... Part of them, if not almost all of them, are also looking for at least one food suggestion before we before we sign off here. So, oh look, I I told you yesterday I don't know many things, but I know my tacos. I know a great taco when I've got it, and taco taqueria los mayas, man, like it doesn't deserve a tier. It's its own. It That's is right. Its own tier when and, you're ranking tacos in Buffalo. And I have learned. Uh, I have learned in a big, big way. Uh, so if you haven't get out of there, you, you got to go. Anyways, um, football time. Marcel, 
Um, I've had a, a couple of great guests on so far this morning. One of the uh, the first ones when I talked to Eric Wood this morning, we we talked a lot about this Bills offense in particular, like Josh Allen and, and the strides he's taken, of course, you know, statistically on the field, but at the line of scrimmage. And one of the things I wanted to ask you about is, you know, the difference in your eyes last year to this year when you see Josh Allen at the line of scrimmage and you see what he's doing. You've come from, you know, you you covered the Panthers. You've covered other quarterbacks in the league before Josh Allen. And I'm just wondering, you know, from a at-the-line-of-scrimmage guy, like I, I say this because I recognize that it's a little bit of a hot take and it's not probably fully the truth, but Peyton Manning made a living at the line of scrimmage, beating defenses with, you know, the thing between his ears. And there are vibes of that and have been vibes of that this year for me with Josh Allen. He's been that really impressive to me at the line of scrimmage. He is. He looks like a guy who's. I mean, he looks like a guy who, who's in his third year in, in the same system. He looks like a guy who's fully comfortable um, playing the game of football, and and really, it shows to me not just at the line of scrimmage pre-snap. It, it shows after the snap. If you watch what he he used to do his rookie year and and even his second year, he was jittery around the pocket. He was quick twitch. You know, first sign of trouble he's apt to, to take off and run. And he was, you know, he could get away with it because of the things he can do with his legs. But this year, he's a lot more calm in the pocket. He knows, that's somebody who knows what his progressions are. Somebody who knows, okay, if my first read isn't there, if this is what the defense is showing me now, this is where I'm going. I trust that my my receiver is reading the same uh, the same coverage. He knows the same audibles that I do. And and he he, he goes all the way through his progressions he stays in the pocket he's not so quick to just take off and run if a play breaks down and uh, that is just that's monumental growth and it it can get better that's the crazy thing with with Brian Dable looking like he's coming back in in 2021 there's only he can only go up from here he can only get more comfortable he can only learn more of the system from here so I, I think that uh I mean what Josh has been able to do and by all accounts, I don't. I don't think between the ears was ever a, was ever a question with him entering the league. I, I think by most accounts, he was a he's a very intelligent quarterback and, and very much a student of the game. So this shouldn't be much of a surprise. But this is the kind of thing that happens when uh, a young player is blessed with continuity. You know, the other part of this matchup, uh, Marcel, that I think likely won't get talked about just because of the marquee matchup between quarterbacks. And then you start to slot in some of the other like on-field matchups, Matt Milano versus Travis Kelsey. And uh, you start to, you you start to only figure you're talking about the player matchups on the field. And I think one of the things that I'm really going to be looking forward to, as you bring up Brian Dable is the matchup between the coordinators. And before we dive into some of the other matchups between coaches in this game, the first one I wanted to kind of to, to, to hone in on was, you know, uh, Chiefs defensive coordinator Steve Spagnolo and Bills offensive coordinator Brian Dable and you know what we know about Spagnolo is this is this is a guy that that came in um uh, in Kansas City and I mean turned that defense around and and ultimately and and I know he probably won't get as much credit for this but they don't win the Super Bowl last year without a significant step forward in playoffs uh, that that defense took under Steve Spagnolo. So, you know, talk a little bit about this matchup between the Bills' offensive coordinator and Spagnolo, the the Chiefs' defensive coordinator, and 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 kind of some of the things that Josh Allen's going to have to be prepared for in this game. 
Well, first and foremost, he's going to have to know where they've got a player on that on that defense by the name of Tyran Matthew, who Josh Allen's going to have to know where he is at all times. They use him in so many different ways. They use him in the secondary. They use him as a blitzer. They use him in the middle of the field. Uh, they kind of just let him roam around and do what he does best. And uh, that's a guy who, you know, he can break so quickly on the ball, as Baker Mayfield found out last week. That uh, in, in a, a simple turnover, one any turnover at this point in the season can turn the tide of a matchup. So Josh Allen's going to have to figure out where he is. He's going to have to be aware of Chris Jones. Hopefully, a guy in, in, in Feliciano uh, can uh, who wasn't there in Week Six can help mitigate, you know, just how much of an impact Chris Jones has and and, and how much of an impact the middle of Casey's defensive line has on uh, you know on creating that kind of pressure. Uh, and then he's just going to have to find – I think he's going to have to find Stephon Diggs. And, and that sounds so simple, but, uh, but it, it's more than that. Because by himself, you know, Diggs is a good – Diggs is a decent weapon. He can beat up a defense by himself. But if you really want to go blow for blow with this Kansas City defense, and it, and it is possible, you know, they're not uh, – they do, they've done a lot better job over the past couple of years, but it's not like that's their, their strength by any means. But if you want to go blow for blow with with Kansas City, you're going to need all hands on deck. And, and when you look at the numbers last last time around, I, I, I mean, Diggs with 46 yards, Beasley with 45, and then Croft seven, Gabe Davis seven, John Brown no catches on four targets. I think a lot of that has to do with if if Diggs is is cooking and he is attracting all that kind of attention from a defense from from Casey's defense, it's going to open things up. For, for John Brown and, and Gabriel Davis, if he does, you know, get on the field, we know he's got that questionable tag. But uh, like I said before, you're just going to need you're going to need all hands on deck because this isn't the kind of team, this isn't the kind of offense uh, in the Chiefs that can be matched by just one connection, by just one connection mm-hmm. of Allen and Diggs. Uh, you 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 just need more than that. So uh, you know, find Tyron Matthew when you match up in the middle of the of the interior. Uh, of, the, of the line of scrimmage and make sure Diggs gets going to open things up for the rest of the guys on this offense and I think you got yourself a game. Marcel Louis-Jacques here at ESPN on the Western Hotline. Marcel, I, I wanted to kind of expand a little too on Spagnola here because I think a lot of people that may not be familiar with, with Spagnolo's career, you know, Spagnolo is the guy that was the defensive coordinator for the Giants in that Super Bowl win over Tom Brady in that undefeated Patriots game or undefeated Patriots team. And if you remember from that Super Bowl run, the thing that Spagnolo did was utilize that unbelievable defensive line that he had and he sat back he rushed four and got pressure with four and he didn't blitz a lot and I wonder if you believe that this def- defensive line and, and I know that Chris Jones is, is if he, he's definitely a top five defensive tackle in football he's the kind of guy that can ruin a game plan but do you believe he has the the defensive uh, line good enough to you know ultimately get home with r- only rushing four and dropping back the rest and, and and allowing Josh Allen in that instance to you know, if, if you can't get Josh Allen with four, I don't think you want to be the guy that's trying to blitz him, and Wink Martindale would agree with you. Yeah, I, I think uh, I, I think between him and between Clark, I, I think they've got the horses to uh, to make an impact with four guys. But uh, it's just kind of a – I think Josh Allen has, has, has hit a pick-your-poison point in, uh, in his career right now, just kind of like – almost like Mahomes where uh, – 
you know, you blitz him at your own risk and you run, for, you rush for and give him time at your own risk. But uh, I think with, with, with Matthew, with, with Breland in the, in the secondary, I think they've got guys who can make plays on the ball. I think they want to, uh, I think they want to put as many people back as possible just to be, uh, you know, just to protect against, uh, against what could be a really effective Bills passing game, a Bills passing game that is just as effective as, as Kansas City's. So, uh, you know, we'll have to go and see. They, they, mixed, uh, they mixed a lot of blitzing in with uh, a lot of blitzing. They mixed some zone coverage in there, some man in there back in week six. Um, it was highly effective. I, I would expect to see some semblance of that come tomorrow night. But the fact is you've got to keep Josh Allen on his toes because just like, once again, as, as they see in Mahomes week in and week out, if you let Josh Allen get comfortable, he can kill you. You know, on the, the, the inverse matchup, the one that – and, and we'll put these guys in pairs because ultimately I think there is a level of think tank. Um, it's not just one guy that runs the, the, these sides of the ball. But with Kansas City and Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy, and then on the other side with Sean McDermott and Leslie Frazier, I, I talk a little bit about the heavyweight battle that's going to go out in this game between, you know, former coach um, and, and assistant and Sean McDermott and uh, with Eric Bieniemy and Leslie Frazier, two of the guys that maybe are respected across the league um, for what they've done with each sides of their ball. But talk a little bit about the heavyweight you know, chess match that's going to take place between Sean McDermott and Andy Reid. And, and how much do you give his time under Reid as maybe, even if it's just a, a slight advantage to maybe you know not having coached with Andy Reid, you know, how much do you think his time together with Reid maybe plays into their confidence going into this game? Well, it's going to be, uh, you're going to have to beat your mentor here if you're, if you're Sean McDermott. You're going to have to beat a guy who he, he, he spent some time under and he has seen intricately, he's seen how he game plans. But uh, vice versa, you know, Andy Reid has seen how Sean McDermott game plans. And, and Andy Reid more or less knows how and what to expect from McDermott as well. So uh, I, I think that's going to be, it's going to be interesting. Anytime you're playing a guy like Mahomes and you're playing an offense like this, you're not sleeping much. So I, I think, uh, you know, Leslie Fraser and Sean McDermott have probably spent a lot of time together figuring out how exactly to go about this. Uh, I mean, Mahomes, he only threw for something like 245 yards uh, last time they played, but obviously they also ran for 250 yards. I don't think that uh, – I have a feeling that game plan got sent to God uh, right after week six. <laughs> So uh, I don't think I don't think they're going to dare KC to run the ball, even with a, a marginally healthy Clyde Edwards-Helaire. Um, but I, I think we're going to see. I think we're going to see the shootout that we everybody was expecting to see back in back in week six, and and I'm excited to see it because the, I mean we've been preaching all year, right? You, you don't know how many of these things I've done where people have asked, you know, can the Bills keep up with the Chiefs? Can they do this? Can they do this? They outscored the Chiefs this year. I, I, I want to see that. I want to see that reality. That that's got potential to be one of the most exciting matchups in in the NFL this season. If if KC and, and Buffalo are allowed to really air it out, uh, but I, I think that Buffalo's defense is playing a little hotter right now. I think, especially after that Baltimore game, they are their confidence is is probably higher than it's been at any point this season. Uh, you know, we didn't get the Matt Milano. We didn't get the we didn't get the oozing confidence quote like we did last yeah. week when he said, you yeah. know, we, we know we can, we can stop Lamar. He, he, he made sure to shut that down this time around. 
So I don't, I don't know if they're, uh, I think they're at the very least concerned, not like last week where they knew that they could do it. But uh, I, I think that their, their confidence is still, is still pretty high. Uh, Tyreek Hill getting the, whole, getting the whole locker room, locker room bulletin board material quote yesterday. Uh, I think that, you know, for a defense like this, it's going to be pretty proud. But uh, I'm excited to see how creative Leslie Frazier gets. Do you blitz Patrick Mahomes? Do you try to get at him with, get after him with four? Can Jerry Hughes keep up what's been one of the better seasons of his career? Uh, is, is Mario Addison showing up? Uh, what are the young guys going to, are the young guys going to happen or going to, going to come to play? Can they survive without Vernon Butler if he, if he can't go, given mm. how much they were gassed in the middle of the, uh, in the middle of the line of scrimmage last time around? Can they survive with just, with the rotation of, of, of Harrison Phillips, Quentin Jefferson, and, uh, Brian Zimmer? Or Justin Zimmer, excuse me. So uh, there's a lot to there's a lot to keep an eye out for. Uh, will Tyree Kill have a have another quiet game? They didn't necessarily need Tyree Kill last time around, but that, it was easily his lowest output of the season. As Travis Kelsey went and caught two touchdowns, and there's another one. Can can the return of Matt Milano mitigate the impact that Travis Kelsey has? They did not have him last time around. They went with a you know they 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 tried to throw it. AJ Klein on him. They threw Saran Neal on him. They shadowed him with the safety, and nothing they did really worked against Kelsey. So we'll see what uh, you know what kind of impact Milano can have as well. It's just it, it's a whole different kind of matchup, and, and I'm excited to see what comes of it. Well, I'm glad you brought up the Milano matchup because I think it's probably the most consequential matchup of this game because no one has quite been able to figure out Travis Kelsey. He uh, NFL record for most receiving yards in a single season by a tight end in NFL history. Um, if that doesn't scare you, um, just you know, I, I was I, I started the show by talking about the the vast difference in when Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes break the pocket. They're looking at two very different parts of the field to try to beat defenses. Josh Allen uses the sideline better than any quarterback in the league. And when Pat Mahomes gets outside of the pocket, what he's doing is he's looking to the middle of the field because it's the one area in zone coverage when when quarterbacks break contain that becomes vulnerable. And he's one of those guys that has the arm strength to take advantage of it. So, like in this matchup, because this is a zone-heavy team in the Bills, how much does the, you know, I, I think these linebackers and knowing that they can't they can't let play action hurt them this week, meaning they can't be the, be the team and, and the group of linebackers that takes one or two steps forward on these play actions, knowing that if they do, they're going to open up tons of room behind them in these zones. No, 100%. They, they've got to stay home. And luckily, I think they got an exhibition in what happens when you stay home Last week, last time around, and playing the, the the Baltimore Ravens, which is another, uh, you know, it's another offense where uh, that the, the middle of your defense cannot lurch forward. You know, at the at the first sign of of trouble, they can't lurch forward and, and take the bait on a on play action or on the read option, or, or or they'll get burnt. It's just a you know, it's kind of a different different kind of burn uh, this time around. But uh, I I think this is why this is a big game for. For Matt Milano, this is a this is a make your money type of game for Matt Milano. I I, I think he's he's pretty he's pretty much a lock to uh, he's pretty much a lock to to get some big contract from you know Bills fans are hoping it's here, but but somebody is going to pay him a significant amount of money. This is the difference, you know. If you can if you can slow down or stop Travis Kelsey, it's a difference between maybe eleven a year 
and fourteen five a year. You know, this, a great this is, uh, how how high you know how high of a how high end of a linebacker are you are you here? So I you know I think they shot they shade him on wherever you know wherever Travis Kelsey's going. This is his this is his wheelhouse as that former safety. This is what he's meant to do. Uh, you know, we'll see if uh, we'll see if, if if they trust him if they trust him Dolo against against Travis Kelsey or not. But uh, they're going to have to know where where he is at all times of the field or at, on the field at all times, and and that's going to really fall on that's going to fall on Matt Milano and, and to an extent Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde. Yeah, man, I'm really looking forward to that matchup, and I'm. It, it's a great point about uh, there's a lot of money to be made for Matt Milano in this game um, in the off season, and the one thing that I'll I'll kind of leave with too with Matt Milano thinking about this is you know if there was ever if you could take one positive out of um, the salary cap going down and uh, potentially this off season and COVID really affecting the financials of the league is maybe. Um, maybe this is the one opportunity for the Bills to find a way to get a discount Matt Milano um, or a slightly discounted Matt Milano based on you know just what the market's going to be able to to afford this offseason. So I think it's the one positive Bills fans can take because uh, I, I think you're spot on. I think there's a really good chance that the Bills win this game and Matt Milano is is really able to mitigate or at least slow down Travis Kelsey. I think it's I think it's the type of performance that'll make him a lot of money. So appreciate it, brother. Of, uh, of course, as always, thanks for your insight uh, and your analysis. Uh, enjoy the game tomorrow. Um, and uh, we'll be uh, we'll be paying attention and waiting for your um, for your content, brother. We appreciate it. Yeah, appreciate it. This is perfect timing too because Morty is uh, he's ready for aggressively walk. motioning. He's aggressively motioning that it's time to go outside. Well, perfect. I'll so, uh, I'll let you and Morty to it then. <laughs> All right, man. Appreciate you as always, man. Thanks, my friend. Sounds good. Marcel Louis-Jacques of ESPN there on the Wester Hotline. I'm going to grab one phone call before we go to breaks. We've got a bunch of people waiting on hold. Let's go to Brian in Arcade. Brian, you're on the um, you're on Sports Talk Saturday here on WGR. What do you got for me, my friend? Well, I listened to all the analysis of the game, and I think the Bills, quite frankly, should do the exact opposite of what all these analysts talk about. They're always talking about clock ball, running the ball more, keeping Mahomes off the field. You had Mangini talking about it, and there's a reason why he's not in the league. That's right. Like, <laughs> there's a reason why he never won anything in this league, because he can't throw the ball. The Bills are the best when they run four wide with a back and five wide empty, and they need to let Josh Allen gun. I think a lot of analysts keep holding on to old takes. you got to manage Allen. you got to make sure he's comfortable, easy throws, all this crap. It's, it's garbage. You go right at the Chiefs. I think the Bills should play with confidence. You scored 501 points this year, not the Chiefs. So uh, that's that's really what I have. If you're going to come all this way, and then you're going to say, okay, well, Devin Singletary, please win it for us. Please run the ball. Yeah, that's what the Cleveland Browns tried to do last week. Mm. Even though Chubb and Hunt have pretty good averages, they average it over five yards of the carry. You know. Thanks. What? I know I talk close. Well, thank you for the call, Brian. That was uh, your your points are fantastic and are shared by by me and I'm sure many others. I totally agree. Four wide sets, five wide sets. You fight fire with fire. You don't don't be the Ravens. Don't change who you are and become reactive to the team you're playing. Believe in in your formula and apply it just the way you would all year long. That's uh, that's what I'm taking to the bank this week, and I appreciate the call, Brian. All right, quick timeout. Bruin Moore is going to join us from KCTV5. She's coming up next here to uh, to give us a little insight of the Kansas City Chiefs. So that's coming up next here on WGR.
All right, everybody, we are officially at the halfway mark of the show. If you could actually, I, I actually don't think that's true. I think that would have been half hour ago. That just goes to show you it's already been a pretty long day for me. Math has never been my strong suit, so leave me alone about it. But anyways, let's go back to the Western Hotline because I can at least talk sports as long as I don't have to talk numbers. Breland Moore joins me on the Western Hotline. Uh, she talks sports um, and is a sports anchor over at KCTV5. But more importantly, she's a former Western New Yorker. And, um, you know, you are one of the very few, Breland, that I think are probably experiencing a set of emotions that I imagine many others aren't. Not only that, but your first year, you get to sort of be along for which I think is just a remarkable ride with the team that you cover in Kansas City winning the Super Bowl and everything. And then year two, the team is well on its way, and this time they're running through a Bills team that um, that you covered uh, to start your career. Like it's, I just imagine it's it's a pretty fun experience for you, no? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's one of those things where I was just actually just talking to some friends and I was like, I think I might be the only person in America, quite honestly, that has covered both teams and is actively working yeah. in media still um, doing something like this. This is absolutely insane and I never expected this. And I am so, so, so thrilled for both teams. And it's so strange. Everybody has asked me, like, which side do you have? And I'm like, dude, I just want everybody to have fun. Like, I am so excited and I, honest to God, cannot choose. This is two phenomenal fan bases, two great teams, um, and just A-plus human beings on both sidelines. And, you know, I actually ran into a couple of Bills players at the Super Bowl last year, and, you know, of course, they gave me a little bit of crap. You know, sure, you have got to, because I, le- I left, and obviously I was covering a Super Bowl team. And so they kind of booed me for a hot second. But, of course, uh, the, you know, immediately afterwards, it was all in fun. And then they were like, hey, listen, congratulations. Like, that was such a good move for you personally. So they were, you know, just great people on both sidelines. And I just, I honest to God, cannot choose. And so this is a lot of fun for me um, just to watch this this unfold and, and to watch what the Bills have done over the past couple of years. It's incredible. Yeah, it has been a pretty remarkable run. And, and you know, I even though I, I I guess I'll caution myself by saying that this is maybe 100% true, but, you know, I I know for you, there's not, you really can't lose. And although Bills fans would argue, of course, they could lose, the Bills lose. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. mobilecom They'll be heartbroken. And it is interesting to me, though, Bree, because I look at both of these teams in the lead up to this game, the respect, the storylines. Uh, and mm-hmm. it's very different from, like, the Ravens and Titans a couple weeks ago that were jumping on each other's logos and the coaches were, like, you know, almost ready to Royal Rumble at midfield. And, like, it just feels like the NFL um, and the rivalries that are created and in these types of games with so much on the line, um, you don't – I think it's rare to see the level of respect um, and the storylines that are going back and forth that I, I truly think both fan bases – can after this game, the losing team can just put it aside and be happy for the other one. And I think that's a rare thing in sports, particularly the NFL. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it was really just telling of the fact that Andy Reid is just so proud of Sean McDermott. I got a chance to ask him a question this uh, this media cycle, and I just flat out said, I was like, look, I know that you talk ad nauseum about your coaching tree and about, you know, everybody that has resulted from it. But that being said, just how impressive is it for you to watch your former, well, he still is his mentee, um, do what he has been able to do in just three years. And without even missing a beat, Andy was like, oh, my God. Sean McDermott needs to be coach of the year, man. Like, what he has been able to do is nothing short of incredible up there. Um, and the, the players also followed suit. And just as you mentioned, there's just so much respect. And it's one of those things where, you know, I covered this team for um, the divisional round last year and, and the AFC championship last year and the Super Bowl last year. And, yes, there was also a, an amount of respect there as well, but not to this level. They are just going out of their way <laughs> to compliment the Bills, and, and it's just so nice to see. And I, I love this, and I love this for the NFL because, um, as Andy has said multiple times, you know, the parity in this league is, is just so great at this moment. And I think that you're really, really seeing it in the entire AFC playoff field. Um, there's Every single quarterback in, you know, the AFC divisional round was under the age of 26. Mm. And it, it's just incredible to see where this direction is going. And I'm so, so, so excited to see what all of them do in the future. But this matchup, man, is going to be so good. And I know that Patrick has talked so highly of Josh and, and vice versa. Um, I'm just really excited to see what the Bills bring to town, especially because, we, as we all know, they are not the same team that met up against the Chiefs in week six. They're healthy. 
um, they're strong and they're they're steamrolling their opponents, and and so it's just going to be so much fun on Sunday. You know, I, it's not lost on me, but uh, you always, especially when you're in the media, you prepare yourself to at some point you're going to be older than the people that you cover. Um, <laughs> but the fact of the matter is, uh, the four, like the quarterbacks that represented the AFC in the divisional round, being as young as they were, uh, and looking mm-hmm. at my date of birth and the date of birth of some of these guys, <laughs> and I really, really start to think like, what happened to me, man? Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, uh, Patrick Mahomes is worth a half a billion dollars. Right? At this point. Like, what and, have we um, done I wrong? Definitely, <laughs> I definitely went through a quarter life crisis when I saw him sign that extension this this summer. I'm not even going to lie to you. <laughs> That's funny, but in reality, it, it's just you know, it is the kind of it, it's the the the. It's just the way that nature works sometimes, but it's funny when you're covering these guys and, and you're young in the industry um, and you're covering the Bradys and the Breezes and the rivers of the world, and then all of a sudden, you know, you're, you're, you're turning your attention to, how, wait, how, he was born in 2000? Excuse me? Oh, right? Yeah. Like, that's, <laughs> when you start to see those 2000 uh, birth dates, your stomach drops. It's not great. Um, but back to football, Breland, I, I wanted to, to ask you a little bit to, about this Kansas City Chiefs defense. And, you know, I was talking to Marcel Louis-Jacques of ESPN last segment about Steve Spagnola, the defensive coordinator of Kansas City. And and if people don't quite remember, I mean, he's the defensive coordinator of that Giants team that knocked off the undefeated, maybe widely considered the best team of all time, New England Patriots. And it was because they just pinned their ear back, pinned, pinned their ears back. They rushed four. They had a good defensive line, and Strahan and, and Justin Tuck and some of the people they had. In the, and they just let their four defensive linemen go, and they dropped everybody back in coverage. I, I, I can't say that I've watched enough of the Chiefs defense this year to know if they're you know kind of overly aggressive or maybe moving away from that, that traditional Steve Spagnuolo look. But I fully expect, knowing how, just how good both of these quarterbacks are against the Blitz, I can't imagine either of these defenses are going to be sending the house too many times against Allen or Mahomes. Oh, absolutely. And I think this is going to be a really good matchup. Um, I don't know if you just saw, but uh, Bashad Breland, the number one cornerback, just cleared concussion protocol. So that is going to be huge when talking, because that was one of my main concerns going in is, oh, man, yes, obviously the Mahomes concussion protocol issue was top priority, but also an underrated aspect was Bashad Breland's concussion protocol because, you have two heavy hitters in Beasley and Diggs, and if we're putting out third-string cornerbacks yeah, right. here because Rashad Fenton was also questionable to play, um, it, it kind of was a little bit of an area of concern. But Rashad Breland has clear concussion protocol. He is ready to go. So that is a massive boost to this Chiefs defense. And um, they have been a little inconsistent throughout the regular season in terms of sacks and uh, against the run defense, but... I have a sneaking suspicion, you know, playoffs are just a completely different story for these guys, and um, they tend to show up like nobody's business. So um, I fully expect that they will be on their A game just as everybody else, and um, it, it, I think it's going to be a phenomenal matchup because these two teams are so talented and so stacked, and it's the defending Super Bowl champions against a team that has been, quite frankly, steamrolling. I'm so excited to see this and and what goes down at Arrowhead on Sunday. Brilliant Moore here of KCTV5 joining us on the Western Hotline talking Bills and Chiefs. And, you know, I I guess 
it's important for me to ask you this question because you know you've seen you've had you've sort of been front and center for elite quarterback play. So I think you have a pretty good um, understanding, and I think you're 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 probably clued into what that looks like and what that frankly what that feels like. And and I and I have to ask you with being around Josh Allen his rookie season and seeing the development in just two years. You know, I don't know, try to put into words, knowing your background in, in, in sort of watching elite quarterback play, you know, what gives you the confidence or, or the belief that, you know, I, I don't believe Josh Allen's quite at the Mahomes level yet, but I do think there's a level of he's certainly closer than anybody probably would have imagined. And I think that in itself is a huge win for this franchise and organization. But comparing his rookie year to now, I mean, if you could put into words a little bit, you know, the the, the transformation, I, I, I think a lot of us would be interested in what your thoughts are. Oh, my goodness. I've always thought that Josh Allen got a, got a bad break. Um, and no knock on Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean. I think what those two have done in Buffalo is absolutely incredible. But if I'm going to be really, really honest, please don't at me on Twitter on this. Um, the Josh Allen situation, his rookie year, was one of their biggest, biggest failures um, as a collective team. Josh was supposed to be in Mahomes' situation. Mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes had the, had the grace and the phenomenal opportunity to sit behind Alex Smith, who was a serviceable quarterback, but not the quarterback of the future here in Kansas City. But Mahomes sat and he learned, and he understood the ropes, and he was in a low-pressure situation that entire year, and then he got a chance to start, like, literally the last game of the season where it didn't matter anymore. And um, But he just got a chance to sit there and marinate and, and slow cook in this Andy Reid offense and um, just kind of learn the ropes. And that was supposed to be the deal with Josh Allen, unfortunately, as we all know. It was terribly mismanaged because they put – Far too much, far too much faith yeah. into Nathan Peterman, as we all know what occurred there. That was a complete disaster. And poor Josh was just on this atrocious quarterback carousel. And I, I thought I'd ask him right before. I, it was honestly, literally the press conference before I left for Kansas City, and I asked him, I was like, how do you feel in this second year? Because, I mean, whether you want to admit it or not, you looked like you were scrambling mm-hmm. in your, like your first year. You looked like you were just trying to keep your head above water. And um, he essentially said, yeah, last year was atrocious, um, without obviously saying that, but that, that was the gist of the conversation that we had um, and that he told the media. It, it was just so mishandled, um, his rookie season. So, of course, he's going to have some, some – um, low points that year and and last year you could kind of see he was still doing like very you could see those highlight moments but you could also see that he was still doing like erratic um rookie move type of things because he still didn't know what he was doing now he's finally having that confidence and and he can lead this this team and he's coming into his own and it has been so great to watch even though it's delayed development um but you can't blame him, because, as I mentioned. You know, he, he had a terrible situation coming in. Um, but it has been such a joy to watch Josh Allen just really come into his own and, and own the fact that he is meant to be there and own that space. And it, it is so exciting. And I'm so excited to see how these two match up because, quite frankly, I, I mean, I don't know about your opinion, but – I don't even think he was owning that necessarily when they met the Chiefs the last time in week six. Mm-hmm. But 
this is a whole new Josh Allen in the latter half of this season because he's just truly just growing into that space. Um, and, and Patrick has nothing but great things to say about him, and he is so excited. Um, he, he said, you know, Josh is just such a talent, and he has a cannon as an arm, and um, he's also just like the nicest guy that I've ever met. So I am so excited to host him here at Arrowhead. We are so excited. Um, and the Chiefs had nothing but nice things to say as a whole. So um, this is, this, I think this is just going to be a ton of fun. And I'm so excited to see what Josh brings to the table after watching him for, you know, really grow as a starting quarterback in this league. Breland, last thing for you, um, and, and I'm I'm. I was really looking forward to asking you this question because you've just you've been around the guy for the last two years, and um, you know I you know this week I, I think the way it's going to end up turning up is the two best offensive coordinators um, this year, and maybe even dating back to last year. Um, I think the league missed out by not naming uh, Eric Bieniemy and Brian Dable head coaches. Um, I think the league is not as a fun of a place yeah. without those two being head coaches elsewhere. But everyone else's failure is the um, the teams that get to keep them success, right? And I think Kansas City and and Buffalo are probably elated to have both Eric Bieniemy and Brian Dable back. But you know, and this is more of a question that surrounds Eric Bieniemy because I think this is a guy that that has been earned he's earned the right to be a head coach in the NFL and you know I think maybe more ignorant people might point to the fact that you know maybe it's just because Kansas City's winning and they're 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 so late into the year that it's hard for teams even if they want the enemy to wait around for him to finish up his season to make the move and you know what even even us less ignorant people might buy that to a certain extent but you hear the names like Josh McCown, and and you see you know Philadelphia, and and I know that hits close home to you. You know, going out and 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 going getting Nick Sirianni, um, and and a guy that doesn't have play calling experience, and and that's the one thing we continue to hear about Eric Bieniemy that's holding him back, and it feels Breland like we're 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 trying to tiptoe around the true issues in the NFL right now, and it's a shame that Eric Bieniemy is not a head coach, and and I hope. I hope for the league's sake, and I hope for the fans of the league's sake, that, that eventually he becomes a head coach. But he'll never say this, I know, but how disappointed do you believe he, he really truly is that he's missing another cycle and, and he's missing out on an opportunity to be a head coach in this league? Eric Bieniemy is one of the nicest people I have ever met in my entire life. Um, I will say that flat out. And he is just very much a salt of the earth. And um, my favorite thing about EB is that whenever he's asked this question, he's like, yes, I want to be a head coach. Of course I want to be a head coach. That being said, I have a job to do here. I'm working with the Kansas City Chiefs. I am working with some of my favorite people on earth, and I show up every day, and the, the only thing that I can control is that I do the best job that I can do every single day here. And you know what? We had an opportunity to get better today, and we did get better. We ran routes. We did this. We did that. And we got better, and that's my job right now. I can't control the controllables. But that being said, I think, quite frankly, I mean, I'm just going to be honest, every single criticism or um, critique of Eric Bieniemy is garbage. Um, you want to talk about, oh, well, he doesn't call the plays. Okay, well, how did Matt Nagy and Doug Peterson right. both get head coaching jobs? Um, well, uh, well, he has a checkered pass. Okay, Urban Meyer. <laughs> Cool. Matt, Patricia, um, hi. Literally. Uh, oh, he doesn't interview well. 
I've spoken to Eric Bieniemy every single week in my career here in Kansas City, and if he can pump me up in a casual, like, regular, regular press conference, he surely is not interviewing poorly in these, these situations. Um, I, I think it speaks a lot of words uh, that <laughs> the NFL literally had to incentivize the Rooney yeah. Rule this year yeah. uh, because of Eric Bieniemy, and it's still not still working. Still didn't work. And I think it also speaks volumes that um, the Texans didn't even bother to request to interview him until their quarterback literally decided he was going to quit on them. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) He publicly held their feet to the fire and was like, I asked you guys to interview this black cat coach. What's good? (laughs) And finally, all all of a sudden, they were like, oh, oh, oh. Oh, my bad. Yeah, my bad. Yeah. yeah, so it, it's just absolutely ridiculous, and I'm not saying that these guys aren't qualified, but I mean, how, what more does Eric Bieniemy have to do in life to be qualified to coach a job, uh, to coach a football team in the National Football League? I mean, it, it's absolutely insane. And everyone, oh well, he might be the predecessor, or he might be the successor to Andy Reid here. Andy just signed an extension in Kansas City. He's yeah, not that's nonsense. Anywhere. And Andy, and Andy has made it very public um, to the point where he's like exhausted about talking about it because he's like, I, I think Eric has been um, ready to make this move. I, I, I don't really understand what, what more needs to happen for Eric to make this move, but I think he's one of the best offensive coordinators I've ever had the pleasure to meet. And he's a leader of men and this, that, and the other thing. I mean, he talks about it ad nauseum. So it's just it's really frustrating to see someone like Eric Bieniemy just sit here. And yes, he does have a good job. And and yes, um, you know, working for the Kansas City Chiefs is not some sort of like place where you're just going to sit and rot. But he deserves better than that. And I, it's just really disappointing that hiring cycle after hiring cycle, he just sits here and he's interviewed to meet a quota. And then they just go and hire somebody less qualified anyway. It's very frustrating to watch. Yeah, no, I, I hear you. And and I'm and I'm I'm glad I had the opportunity to ask you because it was it was burning on my mind. And it's been it, it's very frustrating from uh um you know a, a coaching quality perspective to see some of the retreads and some of the guys that are get, to continue to get opportunities in this league. And um yeah, it's a shame. But Breland, thank you so much for making time for us. I'm really excited um, for this matchup tomorrow. I know you are too. And enjoy the game. Uh, and uh, we we look forward to hearing from you either way after the after the game. So um, thanks for joining us. And uh, hopefully we get to talk soon. Of course, uh, anytime. Thanks. Breland Moore there on the Western Hotline at KCTV5. Going to take a timeout. I got Brian Baldinger at 1 p.m. He's joining the program here. We're going to talk some X's and O's. That's next on Sports Talk Saturday on WGR. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.